Welcome back to Fanboys and a Filthy Casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is the Dulcet Towns. Dulcet Towns? Damn it, I already ruined my own <laughs> intro. Dude, sound. That should be Harold's new gamer tag. <laughs> Dulcet Towns. <laughs> Harold. My name's Harold Dennis. Well, this is Harold. Uh, well, not me, but that guy. <laughs> that was. Uh, well, welcome back, everybody. I'm hoping you guys have been enjoying our episodes. Um... You know, it's been an exciting couple of weeks uh, for us. You know, not just our uh, our you know our usual episodes, but uh, we actually had a great opportunity for us to take part in another person's creative stuff, um, and uh, we were able to join um, Hector with the Value View segments for his radio station, uh, KROJ one hundred one point five All In. Um, and, you know, it's something that we've been wanting to talk to uh, you guys, the audience, uh, and the experience, because I, I don't know about these three, or these two, but I, I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, what were your thoughts? Um, how did it feel being in a, you know, I mean, more professional, I guess, um, a situation than what I, we normally do? I mean, if we're being honest, just for a second before Lewis talks, um, it wasn't that much of a different setup than what we have. <laughs> Like, it kind of made me feel good about that when he was, you know, started his recording sessions. And I was like, the only thing we're really missing is that little mixer thing where we can add music and, you know, do a, have a professional per 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 instead of what we have. Which is, I feel, still think, you know, Eon's better. Yeah, my mouth is a professional instrument. <laughs> Jeez. I'm glad you didn't use that over there at the station, but... <laughs> But yeah, you know, um, I had a lot of fun, dude. Like, uh, um, to be honest, I think I liked, uh, before pandemic, I really liked how we were kind of ramping up doing these uh, appearances in other people's podcasts and, and doing shows like that. So, like, obviously the pandemic uh, put, a, put a pause on a lot of that. So, it's been really great to kind of do a lot of these uh, community kind of things. Like, we did the uh, Meet the 818 night uh, a few months ago, and then we did this uh, radio station uh, last weekend so i think it's really good uh, to kind of outreach and we're trying to find our niche as well i guess you know obviously we know what we're talking about but like uh just being out there i guess and, and branching out with other groups and uh, other outlets out there so it's good it, it felt good to be actually be part of the other side of the mic for once because i know we like to do the interviews with guests and whatnot so it was kind of fun to be on the other side of that like being asked questions and i like the part that we kind of went in there with literally no idea what to expect so that was kind of that was kind of fun, but a little you know, nerve nerve wracking. It's a little similar to what we're doing over here. Man. <laughs> That's where you're at, though. Yeah, we do as like like we even said it on the radio when we're talking to Hector when he's interviewing us. We do. We used to do a lot of research, planning, now, and planning. Mm-hmm. Now we're literally like, okay, we're gonna record tonight. What should we talk about? Yeah. And then let's go over some points, but we're not really. We, you yeah. know, I, we've felt that. At least for for us, we feel more comfortable when we're able to just flow yeah. with the way things are. Because, you know, like, even Hector and the other people who are in the room with us were like, the natural progression and the natural um, camaraderie that the three of us have comes across well. And it came across, uh, at least for me, g- going into it and listening to, I mean, from our side, listening to how everything was going, it went really well on our side. And it, and also with, I think her name is Natalie, right? Yes. yes. Natalie yes, yes. from uh, Viva the Valley. There you go. Uh, Good job, Errol. Viva the Valley? Yeah. Yes. VVV. And um, uh, she is a proud Tucson alum, as, mm-hmm. you know, as well as the three of us. And it was interesting just to see, you know, other people in the community there doing 
just things that are a little bit different from us and then us having to um you know um show that we're kind of you know a little bit different niche like uh, we pushed out before and admittedly and i'm saying this to the other guys after we've recorded it's like for a while we kind of did overpower everybody else in the radio station and i, I felt kind of bad but at the same time it was for the content and admittedly um i might have overstepped with a couple of jokes <laughs> a couple you think <laughs> man we gotta be who we are like, look look look, look, exactly. look look i i i have to tell you I, i'm very proud of you that it was only it was only an r kelly joke <laughs> and a uh that's what she said that, just that, once though yeah, just, just once, once. but at Amazing. the very you know? end though yeah. But, yeah. But that's what she said no no no, no that, the very that, end. That, that, that's what she said was very end but the r kelly, the r. kelly we started like, the, uh, the, the second the second, and it was, it was the, the funny part is that I couldn't help but just, again, just that's what we do. We, we feed off each other. And exactly. the moment you said that, I, I was like, that's it. This is who we are. Let's and go you were for going it. with it. That's the, that's also the great thing and the problem with it. <laughs> is that we could have stopped it. But then yeah. I was like, no, no, no. You go. Harold brought this up. We're just going to talk about yeah. it. And I was just like, even I was like, yeah. Yeah. So Hector, if you're listening, um, uh, we do apologize if, if if there was if there was content that was inappropriate, um, but uh, that as if you're listening to this, you're gonna find out that's exactly who we are. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, I, I have to tell you, it was fun. Um, Lewis already has a gig. It turns out that <laughs> pretty soon it's just gonna be two fanboys and uh, the 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 guy formerly known as Lewis. Uh, that's gonna be our new title. Yeah. <laughs> also, the name of our podcast is Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. <laughs> I know it's confusing because our social media says two fanboys, one casual, but that's because it's shorter, and that's what she said. <laughs> and because we, we are a mouthful. Yeah. That's not what she said. Because <laughs> if well, she did, she'd be a liar. Again, shout, big shout out to Hector um, and uh, Dan Rochelle, who is in charge of, oh, who not along with uh, Hector, is in charge of Valley Views, a segment at KROJ 101.5. So um, if you are listening to us, um, you know, give a listen to Hector, a really cool guy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, a great experience. Uh, I think he's a really super host. I think the best compliment he told us or gave us that day was the fact that he loved our vibe and like what Harold and you guys and Dennis was already saying. Um, like this only comes from experience and time and being like this friendship is unique. So yeah, if you're listening to us already, congratulations. What? I, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, that's, I mean, <laughs> congratulations on listening to so, us. So uh, one quick uh, uh, story for our listeners, um, because you might eventually see the picture on so the social meds. But um, Hector had this great idea. You know, why don't we? And halfway through the segment, while music was playing, um, they decided that we were going to take a couple of uh, pictures and everything. And um, uh, is it Justin, the uh, the senior? Um, oh my gosh, yeah, I forgot his name. I, I, but I, I, the I, class I, president of Orlita High School, yeah. apparently. So, so um, uh, uh, cool dude. Um, you know, he suggested, you know, wh- why don't we, uh, why don't we do something cool? And for some reason, one of us had the idea, why don't we pick somebody up? And so, and for those our listeners, you know, uh, Lewis's journey of uh, <laughs> of weight loss and everything. So we looked at Lewis and said, you know, we'll get the lightest person in our group and we'll pick him up. And it failed miserably because a couple of things. Lewis is surprisingly, even though he's not svelte, <laughs> he's still su- surprisingly compact and firm. And the the moment that Harold and I tried picking him up, like I literally 
almost dropped his head on the floor because I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know what I think the problem was, though, is we had no strategy. We just assumed that, oh, his body's just going to hold up like we've seen all those, like, you know, light as a feather, stiff as a board kind of things. We're like, oh, totally. We're going to be able to just, eh. And no, it did not work that way at all. It was literally dead weight because he just dropped on us he didn't like hey guys i'll assist you by you know, was i supposed like, to like get a running start and I'm jump at least lift something. something bro like your legs you're just like i'm gonna keep my legs together and then bam <laughs> i just felt bad because dennis had to ger- carry my thick torso and crossfit here i was like legs <laughs> legs <laughs> i got his ankle got it <laughs> so if you, if you ever see a picture um and hector eventually got in the uh the 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 picture and he was carrying Lewis but that smile of mine is the most forced smile in the world <laughs> because I was concentrating I didn't want to I don't want to you know cause b- brain damage to Lewis so my back's already bad my teeth are you know messed up we don't need we don't we don't need CTE dude I think we're gonna eventually gonna have to have like a um, little um, meeting for for Lewis and remind him that forty is an actual number and it's it's not a physical thing. Yeah, forty <laughs> is a state of mind, bro. State of mind. Okay. Because because Lewis all of a sudden from forty became sixty for some reason. I have no idea why. Like you should see the way he looks right now. I just came from work, man. He he, he looks like. And I got he, my legs crossed. Mm. Did you work in the civil He looks rights like movement? if Richie if Richie Valance didn't die. Oh God. <laughs> if, if Cesar Chavez was looking for. I don't know. I got nothing. Larry Leon was uh, looking for an intern. <laughs> okay, so um, moving on. That was I don't even know if that was a segment or not. I just thought we would talk. No, about this it. is a great experience. Looking forward. I, I think so. If you missed the live feed, I think we tried to post it on our Instagram and whatnot. But um, I think Hector is actually going to post the actual recording in the future. Yes. Which in the future. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to come out, but yeah, hopefully, or not hopefully, but when we find out, we will be tagging it and putting it out there. Yeah, because we are, you know, that W word. Um, So, speaking of which, um, we're now talking about poopery. I don't know what the segment, the the segue there is. I realized there was no, there was nothing (laughs) I could have said that would have made that segue into something uh, you know, palatable. So we needed to uh, just admit defeat in that one. Um, uh, anything else that we want to talk about? I think uh, Harold and I were going to start talking about a uh, a new video game that we came about. Um, surprisingly, ever since Lewis and myself, well, actually, I was the last person to do it. But when I bought the Xbox um, S Series S, whatever Series it's S. called, um, you know, I discovered something called Game Pass. And Game Pass is this amazing, amazing thing where we pay for it, yes. But, you know, like every single week I, I, I buy a new game. And so instead of paying like 30, 40 bucks, I only pay what? $15 bucks a month. or something yeah. like that. And so we finally got a we got a new game that Lewis kind of mentioned and I think Harold talked about. Uh, it's called Back for Blood, um, a uh, sequel to the... Um, what, what were the, Left for Dead. There you yeah, go. Left, Left for Dead series, and it's a zombie shooting, killing game um, that just came that just dropped on game uh, on Game Pass, and all three of us decided to play it. Um, and although Harold is our shooting guru, our, our, our uh, you know FPS um, Zen master yeah. over here, um, even Harold turns out that um, even the the best shooter 
FPS person uh, uh, available if there are an infinite amount of zombies coming at Harold um, turns out he's gonna die so yeah <laughs> dude a lot <laughs> like um first of all Game Pass if you guys don't have it it's not just available for the Xbox but it's available for PC as well so if you have a computer that can hang with somewhat high end graphics and stuff like that you pay 15 bucks a month unlimited games um, and with Back for Blood, it literally came out like last Wednesday. Yeah. And it was already on Game Pass. So people who were paying $70 for this game to get next gen versions were already paying for it $15 a month. Yeah. So we already have the game and yeah, we we're already playing it. I honestly don't remember the last game I bought <coughs> at launch. So kudos to Game Pass for getting me on that boat real quick. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like when people were like, oh, this game is coming out too. And we're like, yeah, we know because we get it for free. Yeah. <laughs> And now <laughs> we can talk, we can play it, and we played it literally opening day. Right? Yeah, you opening know. night, and then you guys got the chance to play over the weekend, so yeah. yeah. And and I'm not bad, I'm just not great, <laughs> yeah. which is, you know, for me, it's always like a kick in the pants that I'm not good at a video game, especially an FPS one, because I've played Left 4 Dead before, and I've played tons of zombie games, and the strategy is, like, always kill as many people as possible, because it's hilarious. Yeah, that's, that's... What you're supposed to be do in real life? If <laughs> if there are zombies coming at you, you kill zombies. There's no but, strategic retreat. Damn but it. <laughs> now the guy the the guy that taught me and Dennis last night. Okay, first of all, when we played with Lewis, uh, we assumed that we would be at least somewhat decent, yeah. and we made it. You know, yeah. the first three levels not a problem. Throw no. We reached like one and a half, I think. It was act, we were in act three and a half. Okay. And then we decided, oh, maybe we should, and then kept on dying over and over again. Um, there is no continues in this game unless you put the continue on it. So it's really, really difficult. And even this was at rookie mode. Rookie mode. And you'd assume rookie mode got to be kind of easy. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Like, as soon as the game starts, it's like, hey, there's a zombie, bam. Yeah, over, yeah, overwhelm the crap out of you. Yeah, so, yeah. and <laughs> until last night, we had always figured, like, we always do with video games in that we got to kill everybody, and then some dude kind of talked sense into me and Dennis, because he, he saw that we were struggling. Well, and... I don't think he saw that he was struggling. Um, he was getting, I think, irritated because we, oh, were, yeah. <laughs> we, we, were, we were dying, and he was, like, doing okay. Uh, he basically own. left us, and then we were like... Well, left maybe that's four dead. Yes, we were we were left for blood. <laughs> Dude, we were like I I I I hope he didn't hear it because I, I was kind oh, of he talking. Heard, he heard us talking because what I was talking. Say, really? I was like. Dude, where did the guy go? He, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I used like an expletive, but he's like, you know, this dude just left us, and I'm like wondering, why the hell would this, you know, what kind of person in their right <laughs> mind would leave? Also, his name was McRib. No, the all new, all new, all new McRib. And the whole time I was playing, I was like. <laughs> hey, what's going on? <laughs> Delicious. Oh, that was a hey, McRib. Where are you? Yeah, McRib. Hey, McRib. Hey, I need you soon, bro. I need, I need you to come back soon, bro. Uh, like right now. I, I think. Well, that, so the, I think this is what makes the game unique for me, at least. So, like, um, what I, I, I don't think you guys brought it up yet, but um, the Back for Blood and the Left for Dead series, it's a co-op game. So it's not like a straight-up campaign that like an old head like me is used to, like, oh, you go from point A to point B. But like, it's intrin- It's part of the game that you have to actually play. 
with friends or with teammates and that kind of stuff. So okay, that hold on. New oh, to me, dude. Like, hold on. I mean, yeah. We need a new thing where every single time Lewis says the word old, he, we yeah. have to get like a, a twenty-five <laughs> cents in the jar. I know. There He's an old head now, guys. Where's that? Because my son literally called me that before I left the house. Like, dang it. I know. I was just talking about like, well, when Bo Jackson used to play football, I was like, oh, okay, old head. I'm like, all right, there womp womp. Yeah, there it is. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like anyway, what I was saying is the whole co-op concept is like. Pretty new to me, and I love the fact that Harold introduced us to literally like this is the third game in the last month where so we played uh, Dark Alliance. D&D. Already worth the money that we've paid for. Exactly, this game. dude. The fifteen, the, the the thirty bucks, I guess, in the last two months that we paid for. And the fact that you get all these games is it's like the Netflix of video games, and you get the online capacity too. So like, as long as you have a good mic, you can co- you can communicate with your friends and your teammates. So like, yeah, this is like a great time to be alive and be cheap like myself because I love it. Um, <laughs> the console was bought by my wife, thank God. Um, and then, yeah, so I just pay the 15 bucks a month, which doesn't feel that, that bad. But yeah, like the whole concept of the co-op thing is like amazing to me. Like, so it, it's, it's some, it's a great introduction to the genre. I know it's like freaking decades old now. I know people have been playing with comms for like the last few years, but yeah, for me, brand new, love the experience. Um, like Dennis was already talking about like McCrib, McCrib, like you find yourself like when you're not, wa- when you're not playing and you're watching somebody else like yelling the mics, like, dude, what a dork. But you put the headphones on. And I'm yelling for Harold. I'm, I'm yelling for Dennis. Like I'm dying. Res me, res me. And then my wife's in the back. Like, what is happening? I was like, you gotta be in the game, dude. <laughs> but I love it. I love it so much. I think it's just a great experience. I wish I could play more, but yeah. But anyway, I, can, I digress. But yeah, great co-op game. Great experience so far. So um, one thing that Harold and I learned is that. Um, we actually have to follow instructions because it, 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 it actually work as a team. It, 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 turn, it turns out because I, I played again afterwards. It turns out it actually tells you there's like waypoints and everything that you follow. Oh. Um, so I mean, there are going to be situations where it'll tell you, you know, dist- you know, kill all these things. But there'll, there'll be sections where you know, through cues and everything, they'll tell, okay, time to, you know, time to cross the bridge. You know, let's get to the boats. Or like, oh, but then our strategy in the first one was. How about we try to kill all the zombies <laughs> before we cross this? So, like, what I was saying is when we had the random teammate, which is always great in that when you have, like, at least someone else on the other side communicating, it's it's great. It could it, it, it can go either way, obviously. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. you're garbage and people are, like, if it's me on the other side and I'm just yelling at you the whole yeah, time, I would Yeah, that hurts my feelings. <laughs> but, like, this guy was actually helpful. And it's funny because he didn't have his microphone on the first game. And then, like in the queue in between it, he was like, "Okay, guys, this is what we're gonna do." And I was like, "Oh, thank God!" I was like, "The McRib is gonna lead us." And like, McRib sentence, by the way, wherever you are, wherever you are, McRib, thank you for your thank uh, you for your service. service. We're saluting you. You're very saucy, and you helped us out. Um, As far as long as I was in the game until I got disconnected. He's seasonal, but man, when he's here, I know he's he's always Um, money. So wait a minute, your 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 cousin, you said is getting the Xbox uh, S1, right? Yeah. So hopefully. He'll have everything set up, so maybe Friday we get to play? We got yeah. a four. Uh, as I was, a four? I, I was telling Dennis, and you obviously know this, is, and people who don't really know this, I have a cousin who's literally five days older than me. We basically grew up as brothers, but Aww. we'd always have like things where like, oh, yeah, one person's better than this and the other, like fighting sports games, um, smart intellectual games, I'm a little bit better. He's better at like side-scrolling and some FPS stuff because he's a good teammate whereas I'm freaking Rambo and I you know you're the tank and the DPS exactly <laughs> so having my cousin hopefully pick he's I I send him the link I was like hey there's an Xbox on sale 
And he's like, nudge, I hate nudge. you so much. <laughs> and I was like, I've made my cousin spend a thousand dollars on consoles ah, like I have ah, this year. Jesus, dude. And he was like, I'm getting this because Halo comes out, and he was watching me play Halo every single time I streamed Halo. So he's just super excited about that. And then he has, he's like, oh, Back for Blood, and it's free. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, this is the service. Yeah. You're gonna hate PlayStation Plus after this because the amount of games that you get on Game Pass puts it to shame. And he's like, all right, I'm down. So I told Dennis, I was like, yeah, once we get this guy on our team, I'm, it's pretty much like a, we're going to win every game. Nice. Because he has strategy, and he has pretty good game, and his uh, glasses are thicker than both of yours. So <laughs> he's able to whoa, see. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know, now that I'm seeing Dennis <laughs> from the side. <laughs> by the way, by the way, this right here, that's already uh, me paying like I mean, yeah, the, the, 100 the, bucks to, uh, just to get a thin, dude. Jesus <laughs> Could be worse, folks. Could be worse. <laughs> so I could be blind, guys. People, people, Legally blind, folks. We, we are a we are an audio medium. They can't see how thick your glasses are, guys. But if we ever needed to say set hay bales on yeah. fire in the middle of the daytime, yeah, I have to be careful of how I look up and because I could burn myself. <laughs> At the you wrong give, angle. You give yourself LASIK. Though <laughs> <laughs> no, at the same time, I don't know if your eyes are wide enough. I know. <laughs> that's why, that, maybe that's why I'm always like sh- like blinking and and uh, kind of like my uh, squinting just because, you know, just the danger. <laughs> your eyes automatically know. Like, ah. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we know what happens when too much light gets in here. Don't do it. He's doing it again. <laughs> Um, okay. Um, uh, last thing before we get to our meat and potatoes for today is that um, you know every single year uh, you know the different companies have their own uh, you know uh, ways to distribute news, and this time around we finally have DC um, that had their own show. So Lewis, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah. So uh, this past week, WB and DC, and uh, I guess this is already their second time doing it. Uh, obviously, I guess. Uh, pandemic changed a lot of uh, the ways a lot of people are distributing or at least advertising their upcoming stuff. So DC's second annual DC Fandom. So I guess they were showing off all of the uh, upcoming WB movies as well as CW and uh, even video game properties coming out in the next few years. So a lot of honestly a lot of exciting stuff. At least if you're if you're a comic book fan, um, like we're I mean to be honest, uh, we kind of take it for granted. But I love the fact that we're we're kind of living in a a wonderful golden age because like like I said, movies, television, streaming, and video games. Uh, a lot of great advertisement comes came out. So um, if it's okay with you guys, we'll go like kind of bullet point uh, kind of stuff that you, if you guys have seen any of these or if there's any that I might have missed you, uh, you guys feel free to talk about. Um, I'll start a uh, low hanging fruit, and I, I just kind of want to hear a hot take from Dennis. Uh, but we got a first look at Ezra Miller's Flash. So the first, it's not even a it trailer. Stinks. It was, <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even give him a chance. <laughs> next, <laughs> next movie. Next movie. So, you, said, you said Ezra Miller. That, that was it. <laughs> I could have said Ezra Bridger. Ezra <laughs> So yeah, uh, before Dennis got his uh, opinion in. But yeah, so we first, are, it's not even a full-on trailer. It was just a, a literally a 30-second teaser for Ezra Miller's The Flash. So um, we know what Dennis thinks about it. H, what did you think about the short uh, tease that we got? It was short. It was, it was like, really short. Was, for, and just to be honest, there was really not that much that you can get like from it. Like you have no like I have no clue still where they're going villain wise and I I do watch like I I think I mentioned before where they have those guys that really break down every single oh, minute detail yeah. and I was watching one of them and I was like 
just the one that was really uh, pointed out more to me than anything else was the fact that the... Uh, Batman was there. Yes, there yes. was Batman. Michael <laughs> Keaton Batman. Um, but also that the other Flash was wearing a Batman suit with just a Flash insignia painted on top of it. So I was like, is it just... And I, who, which other Flash are we going with on this? I don't know. Yeah. Because, like, if they're going with the Flashpoint thing, um, it's really up for grabs who the, I don't even know who that guy is like in general well, well it's too thick I mean it's too skinny to be um, John Wesley Ship just just because John Wesley Ship is just huge he's yeah. yoked he's a man <laughs> he is a he's like man. a two Dr. Coxes pushed together <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're recording this we're just gonna go back and like write these things down man <laughs> two Dr. Coxes pushed together <laughs> I, I, again, by the Sometimes way, you have to pay extra for that. <laughs> I, I, I find it funny that I struggle with with names, but for some reason, John Wesley Ship is yeah, it's rolls off your rolls tongue, off tongue. <laughs> just like two Doctor Coxes. <laughs> That's a lot of you know. <laughs> see. Would, 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 you're welcome. Would, would, <laughs> would it really roll off the tongue at that, at that point, or what? Roll okay. up the tongue? First, you gotta spit on it. Um, <laughs> yes. But other, besides that, I mean, it was more or less just like, hey, we're making a movie. This is what we have so far from the movie. And, and <laughs> not really much to it. Yeah, I mean, what, what, what was it? Here's Ezra Miller's back. Here's Ezra Miller's back. Here's Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller's back. And the mom's back. That was the only thing I remember from that whole thing. Yeah, and here's Michael Keaton's head, or just anybody's. Or is head. it? I don't know. It's probably it, it's it, the worst kept secret. It's Michael Keaton's costume. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but for other people, and this is the thing, it's like we're they're making a flash for a new generation, but at the same time trying to appeal to our generation. That's a good question. That, that's, yeah, that's our Batman and everything. How do those kids? Are they supposed to just assume? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's another Batman. That's a good point. But it doesn't hit as hard as like, oh, it's Michael Keaton's Batman because his, his uh, cowl is too pointy. <laughs> and you know, he, can, if, he can't move his neck. <laughs> yeah, if, 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 if this Batman heads, headbutts yeah. you, this one's hurting pretty bad. <laughs> but, I mean, for what it is, it... Like, you know how we have the trailer park trash and gold? Yeah. It piques your interest slightly, but if this was a trailer, it'd be... For now, it'd be trash. You know, I didn't even consider it that way just because I already shut it off as it stinks. <laughs> but it now is even stinkier because you're right. Um, it seems like, at least in, at this moment, they're stuck in the middle where this is supposed to be, uh, unless Ezra Biller turns out to be only like 20, um, it, by the time this thing is done, he's going to be late, you know, late 20s already. And it's already kind of you're you're trying to aim for the the new blood, but the way you're doing that, that is you're just you're giving us you're giving people like us the older people something that we want. So I'm now a little bit confused. Yeah, it goes more. Yeah, it kind of goes to the question of like who is this targeted towards? Like you're right. Is, are, are you trying to appease the uh, the Snyderverse fans who wants the return of like all those? heroes from that perspective are you aiming for yeah what harold already mentioned like the michael keaton og batman fan so that that's a bunch of you know kids back in the 80s who are now in their 40s and 50s <clears throat> excuse me so like yeah who are they really targeting and then <clears throat> excuse me again sorry 
But if they're going to do another, I mean, Flashpoint is famously one of the best, like, Flash uh, Flash stories in the comic books. But now, if you think of it, this is going to be, like, what, their third time trying to pull it off? They've done an animated Flashpoint. They did it on the Grant Gustin uh, CW show already, and now they're going to try to do it on live action. So, at a certain point, it's just, like, how many times is the Barry going to ruin the freaking timeline? Or, like, how many times are we going to pull from that same well? I mean, I guess in the same way that, you know, freaking Uncle Ben dies in every almost every Spider-Man version. Uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll see, I guess. I mean, it would be great nostalgia, right? Seeing Michael Keaton in the bat costume again, um, and seeing, yeah, who this new flash is and whatnot. But yeah, it'll be it, like, like Harold said, this isn't quite officially trailer park trash or gold, but I think at this point it didn't quite get me interested enough to go like get tickets right away. So it's, you know, kind of uh, not that it didn't do the job at least. So, yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, trailers, or teasers at least, so we're going to go to the next teaser that we saw. Again, I don't know why they even bothered with it, but another literally half, not even a full minute teaser of The Rock, or Dwayne Johnson for the younger kids, as Black Adam. Uh, did you guys get a chance to see, like, again, a teaser of it? It's literally yeah, like a it's scene. just called Adam these days. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. It's half Black Adam. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Because he's Samoan. And has, okay. right? <laughs> the fact that I had to explain that to our audience makes me feel dumber. They. Hey, that is your future president, Dwayne Johnson. Okay. According to the Put TV show. Put some respect show, on his he... name, all right? According to 2028 or yeah. 24. If we're... <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, did you guys get a chance to see that one uh, as well? I was kind of confused by it, too. <laughs> like, the only thing I could think of is... Did he grow his hair and shave a receding hairline into it? Uh, that, that was the only thing I could... That, that hairdo of his seemed a little odd to me. That, that was the only thing I focused on the whole time. So if you if you put a gun, a gun to my face right now and told me what that whole thing was about, I was going to be like, he has a receding hairline. <laughs> the rock has hair. That, that is shaped <laughs> like the tip of a lightning bolt. <laughs> Could be. So, Makes a good point. Um, so, uh, uh, was it a good uh, a teaser for me? No. Obviously not. <laughs> it was. It, I think this one was a little more interesting because it actually had like Pierce Brosnan coming yeah, in. Yeah, I was gonna. I was just about, looking up. Like, like, what's that guy's name? Oh, wait, was that <laughs> him? Golden, golden Eye. Uh, what's that guy's was name? Was that him? Yeah, he's. My doctor, he's, God. He's Doctor. Uh, he's Master Fate. Yikes. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Master Fate. <laughs> But like, um, don't say it too fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got his masters in fading. The um, but otherwise it was super brief, but enough to be like, okay, the Rock is, and it's still strange to me that they're they're making the Rock play a superhero when he's so much bigger than every superhero like ever created. He's basically the Hulk, like that scene in Fast or whatever where he uh, takes bullets to the chest and he's just like, hey, stuff happens, you know. And he had have, a vest, damn it. <laughs> yeah, but having him come in and play, and, and to be honest, I'm not very familiar with the Black Adam character in general, uh, you know, so I don't know much about the mythos on this character. I don't know how things are going to work out too well um, or how things pl- play out with this character, um, mixing it up with the future of the DCEU. Because, like, I'm still confused in general with the DC extended universe in that is shazam part of this thing right because if not then black adam is not part of his thing it, it's 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 all over the place so 
Yeah. Yeah. But it looked cool. He 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 murdered a guy. Yep. He so, is a rock. He's Raiden. Yep. Exactly. Like, I, I I think you and I or somebody at one point we talked about this, like you needed to, the only thing you needed to do was put the rock and put a red suit on him and he was automatically Shazam, you know, and you just need to have like a little kid that that'll play Billy Bateson or Batson or however you want to, but I I don't know what how this is gonna be, but. I, I, I guess we're going to find out if The Rock is a good heel, you know, because, man, you know, this, there's a lot, I'm guessing that there's going to be, like, a story which will, you know, lead to his, like, becoming evil, I'm guessing, but it's it's going to take a lot for me to uh, dislike The Rock and, like, start booing him, so unless, unless Stone Cold Steve Austin turns heel... In, during that movie, I'm not gonna boo uh, um, um, Black Adam at this point. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean uh, from a, a casual comic book or not casual, but like uh, I, I know, only know of his history in comic books like casually. So I know he's like one of those anti heroes that are it's supposed to have a, a be, it be originally a bad guy, but then kind of like Venom, like people liked him, and so he turned into like a, a, a kind of a good guy. So yeah, I can see how The Rock can pull it off, maybe. But yeah, it'll be interesting because like it, like again, Harold said. Like, the DCEU is kind of a mess right now. Like, who's Superman? Like, is Superman even uh, in this uh, universe anymore? Which Batman are we going to get into? Or, you know, is, is the Flash movie going to even mess anything up and like that? And how's, um, yeah, how's the Shazam series? Because I know the sequel's coming out already. Like, well, that was one of the teasers. It wasn't even a teaser. It's literally just still images. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. thanks for nothing, I guess. Um, but, yeah, so it, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. It, it got me a little bit excited because... Yeah, I mean, like Dennis and you, uh, H, like we're we've been the Rock ha- fanboy since the '90s. So you know, he's like one of our guys. Like he's, you know, he he was a wrestler that we loved growing up, and like seeing him succeed and being like freaking mainstream as hell is just great. Kind of you know, I, I want to see him succeed, and he's due for a freaking franchise that's not Fast and Furious, you know. And maybe this is it. So hopefully, this will be his uh, superhero franchise for the immediate future. Um, unlike he has as Jumanji, you know, that's true. Year. Did you have, why did you have to say like French Jumanji? <laughs> because uh, Jumanji. <laughs> um, that's the origin. Oh, okay. Hello. I thought it was like a spelling bee all of a sudden. Country so pronounced Jumanji. But um, <laughs> Jumanji. Jumanji. <laughs> Would you have to pay extra for that? Yeah. I, I I I I thought of this little um uh theory that might be going on with this whole DCE like remember the ending of um Days of Future Past. Yes, or it kind of was supposed to was supposed to have tied up all the loose ends uh, on every mm-hmm. X Men like why is there so the many original movies? yeah yeah I'm thinking that's what they're gonna do with the Flash movie okay so they're gonna wrap up the Ben Affleck Batman yeah. and okay because uh, I mean they're together. making the I mean Aquaman still being made Shazam Shazam <laughs> wow <laughs> oh why he's, the... he's French now too <laughs> I know doesn't quite work as Jumanji <laughs> but uh, but yeah so maybe like yeah maybe they're ditching the properties that didn't work out. 
like Batman and Superman, and they're going to stick with their guns with, yeah, Aquaman's a success, Shazam's been successful, I don't know if they're going to come back to Wonder Woman, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see where they go from there. Um, I'm trying to remember what other trailers came out there before we get to the uh, the big reveal, or at least the big trailer that everybody's talking about. Was there anything else from the fandom that you guys can think of? There was the Peacemaker Oh yeah, that's TV right, show. freaking John Cena is getting his own TV show, that's right. Yeah, and the thing that made me laugh about the trailer itself was Cena was in his underwear a <laughs> lot, right? Much. And in my head... Way more than I'm comfortable seeing. <laughs> as someone who's seen John Cena since 2005, which is a long time now, John Cena was never in underwear. No. He, he started was... in bike... He, when he was prototype, he even had biker shorts. Uh, prototype because we, we saw him at Stable Center and we cheered for prototype. We were so excited for him. <laughs> But like he wore he wore biker shorts. That was how he started, and then he went straight from biker shorts to cargo shorts, and then cargo shorts to jorts. Mm -hmm. And it's like never in between any of that time was Cena in like a singlet or tidy whitey. Mm -hmm. Well, you know he had to take it off, right? Eventually. (laughs) Eventually, but But not in front of audience. Yeah, not and then not even in like like John Claude Van Damme classy underwear, like straight up Hanes. Yeah, dude. So it's like I've seen Cena in underwear more in the past. Two properties he's been in for DC <laughs> than in 15 years of wrestling. In wrestling, <laughs> pro so. wrestling, man, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, you'd figure. I know. Pro wrestling, the dudes are infamously in their underwear <laughs> all the time. But yeah, it's like a requirement in the sport. Yeah. <laughs> Except for John Cena, he's always like he had to show, he had to always hide his thighs. Well, he was the first wrestling never dude. So yeah, <laughs> there's dozens of him now. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Was there anything from Famdome that you can remember or uh, I haven't talked about before we get to the... No, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I guess the only other one I can really think of is since we talked about co-op already, but like Suicide Game, Suicide Squad Game, excuse me, they, they released an extended trailer. That one looks like fun. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, no, I'll take it back. Suicide Squad and Gotham Knights. So I think those are both supposed to be like co-op games. Like it's supposed to get a group of... Uh, your friends and go through missions. So I think that's, I guess that's a, a good way to go through it. I mean, on I like... Game Pass. Yeah, <laughs> go on Game Pass. Go on. But like the thing that's funny is Gotham Knights is not being made by Rocksteady. Um, but it's not. It's not being oh, made it's by not. Rocksteady. Okay. But uh, Rocksteady, the guys that did, you know, the original Arkham series, except for Origins, because you know stuff I'm happens. But um, so you'd figure they'd move that engine and that gameplay style into the Gotham Knight stuff because that's literally what they're doing. Yeah, that's what so we loved about so Arkham. It's being made by Razor now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> or uh, what's the Couldn't even go Bebop, uh, dude? Torok? Uh, no. Um, uh, Toka. Toka. Toka yes. Razor. Toka. Yes. Yeah. No Bebop on this one. <laughs> Bebop made uh, Origins. <laughs> it's very piggy. But the... So, like, having them do using their engine for the Suicide Squad stuff, it's it looks kind of interesting because now, w- with at least the Gotham Knights characters, they all would play the same exactly as Batman would and how Batman would play in any of the previous Rocksteady games, which is, like, obviously, if not my favorite series, one of my favorite series of all time. But now, you take those mechanics and you move it into people who have completely different movesets. So I don't know how well it's going to work. Yeah. Um. I Obviously, the controls are going to be great, but how well those guys flow with the attack moves that Batman would do or how Robin even does it when you use Robin as a thing or even Catwoman, it's going to be interesting. So, like, um, for a lot of people, they were more excited because, uh, you know, you get to play as Harley, which you yeah. got to do before. And then you get to play as King Shark, which obviously 
for some reason he's blown up as this big secondary character ever since Funches came back with him. And then you feel bad for Funches because he's a big video gamer and he plays the guy in the cartoon. And who they have do it? Some, Samojo. Oh. <laughs> a wrestler. <laughs> that Funches loves. I know. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Ron Funches isn't too upset about that. But we'll see. Uh, I think he is. Oh, is he really? He's okay. complaining about it oh. a lot. <laughs> Yeah, he was great in the Harley Quinn uh, show. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm looking forward to those games too. So, but uh, so let's just get to the to the last big uh, reveal, I guess, for for the fandom was Matt Reeves' The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson and um, a bunch of other people. So we actually got a. <laughs> I know I, I literally just looked it up, but I can't remember now. I had Zoe that. Kravitz. Thank you very much, Zoe Kravitz, and uh, somebody in a fat suit. I don't know if it's a fat suit, but um, holy crap, I can't remember his Will name. Will no, it's not. That's no, not. It's Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to be like, no, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah, Will that's right. His brother. Uh, John Wesley Ship. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get, we get a full look of the new uh, origin story of the Batman uh, with a whole new cast, a whole new look, to be honest. It looks like Gotham's always reigning in this version. And, um, there's, some, so he, there's some sun. I guess, was there? I don't know. Well, at one point, uh, Bruce Wayne was wearing sunglasses, so maybe there yeah, is a little yeah. bit of sun some, somewhere. So, yeah, what do you guys think about this uh, new, moodier, uh, gloomier Batman I, I can't believe that, that, that you, you would consider, you know, considering how gloomy the others have been. Like, this, yeah, this, well, this, this one's like emo, dude. dude. <laughs> I mean, the Christian Bale ones were dark. This is just emo, dude. Like, yeah. You're right? Like, Robert Pattinson's, like, swept hair. I was like, mm. Like, the 90s called. The only thing that it was missing, it was, like, Batman kind of, like, a tear going down his uh, <laughs> his cowl, you know. Uh, With, uh, him at a poetry slam. Or... <laughs> I think it would have been more better if he, he was, like, uh, doing his fight scenes to My Immortal by Evanescence. In the yes! Background. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I know that's how Electra died. Yeah, we, we already have Electra there. Let's give Jennifer Gardner her dues. She it, was she was pretty good in that movie. I'm just more surprised if anything that there wasn't a slow '80s cover. Oh, because that's yeah. what most people are doing nowadays. It's mm-hmm. like a, like a depressing version, like even of the pet motor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get you. Yeah, <laughs> slow take on me, but um. In general, though, I've used the words in general a lot today, but uh, you that's know, my old. Put it as your old today. <laughs> yeah. um, just because, you know, we're, we're trying to base it off everything, as much information as possible. But I kind of dug it. They, a lot of people have been saying that they're moving into more of a detective noir version of this one, whereas, you know, a lot of the ones have been more action y. Right. Um, and I think that would be super interesting mm-hmm. because based off of. And this is going to sound, like, really stupid, but you know how in, like, episodes of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where they do, like, you know, you got to solve some kind of crime or something? Mm. Those are the ones I kind of dug the most. It's like, oh, how did this happen? And it's like, now we're going to get a Batman version of, like, a real detective story. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's going to be basically Gotham CSI, because <laughs> that's, that's how this is lo- looking like it's playing out to be. And then I've read a lot of, um, of um, other theories about how they're going with this thing. Sounds more interesting than, you know, another iteration of the Batman should be because I guess we're just so used to more Batman movies being very similar to each other. Even Ben Affleck basically playing just an older version of, or not even older, just a, a grittier version of Batman, but he's doing the same things that all the other Batman did. But with a gun, yeah. 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 Mowing and, down. And more CrossFit training. Yeah. 
So you know, yeah. more chains. tires, yeah, <laughs> chains and tires, chains and tires. But yeah, I, I dig that. Yeah, I, I've read those things where Matt Reeves, the director, is talking about like he wants it to be a more intelligent Batman. Because you're right, like the last few, um, I mean, the, the the smartest thing Christian Bale's Batman did was put an uh, fixed autopilot on the the, the Batwing that we didn't even see or kind of came out of nowhere. So it's kind of like okay, did we or so we think or so yeah or so we thought because yeah. because I was still waiting for the top to fall before. Um, I found out whether or not... No? Wrong movie? Okay, cool. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, you're dumb. Yeah, w- w- was it, was it, Al- was it Alfred, Alfred there was in bringing, movie, yes. bringing him in and they were finally welcomed to the United States? They're back home. And, and then uh, the Ben Affleck <laughs> went and you know, started hugging the kids? No? no? Wrong movie? Nope. Okay, cool. Same director. <laughs> Close. Same actor? No. Bean? Bean was in that movie? That's budget. Oh, Lord. You're lucky that a lot of... Like, you should have seen your faces because for like half a second, both of you were like... Because when he said the what? top off, I was like, oh, the top of the thing came off? I was like, oh... The top. <laughs> Great movie. We need to talk about that movie more often. Okay. Well. Um. I, well. I guess that's it for the the, the fandom. Um. Back to you, then. Well, you know, I, I, nobody asked me uh, whether I liked I, it or not. Oh yeah, my bad, dude. Uh, I actually dug it, to be honest with you. Like, um, and and I, I and I really do think it. Maybe it's not. I I I don't think it's the trailer itself, um, but the possibility of it. Because it, there was no, you know, you know, every single Batman movie that, that, that or trailer that has come out is just like, here's a really fast car. There's here's more punching, and you know, and, and it was a little bit different, you know, not what I was looking forward to, to be honest with you, because I thought I just wanted more of the same thing as before. But the fact that we got something a little bit different. Um, I actually dug it, so I'm one of the few times where um, the trailer or the teaser actually made me want to watch the movie even more, uh, even if it's Robert Pattinson, you know. Yeah. Um, I think when we when this was announced, uh, you know, we were kind of talking about it. Um, I still do remember that I declared that Robert Pattinson was going to be the greatest Batman ever, so um, I, I I took that step forward and. We'll see what happens. That is the hill he's going to. Yeah, you yeah. Know. So <laughs> I'm, still, I, I'm really more curious on to seeing what they're doing with the the guy who's playing the Riddler. If it's even going to be the Riddler. Yes. Yeah. It's supposedly Paul Dano, the guy from uh, There Will Be Blood. But for me, I always remember him from The Girl Next Door as the dorky guy who... Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's why he'll... No matter how many serious movies that guy does, I'll be like, right. yeah, you, you had to... You made a sex tape in... <laughs> the girl next door so in you're interesting in that way but like they showed so little of him that even the clips that they did have like it's like is it really gonna mm-hmm. be him or like there was even a dude with a bandaged face and i was like is it gonna do the hush thing like there's Ooh, a million different ways they can that's go so nerdy dude with you yes know, um stupid video games that have ruined <laughs> that there can be multiple villains and still work at the same time mm-hmm. i mean if you have a game that you know, that you play for like forty six hours, I mean you can make it happen. So who knows? Yeah, but the movie's only gonna be two hours. I know. Yeah, we'll squeeze in as much as we can. But um, I, I think going back to what you said, then like I think my my barometer for these kind of things is like my wife and kids. Um, 
super casual. They love this stuff, but at the same time, like, yes. Yeah, so, so there's still that 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 um, that hurdle. I think that Robert Pattinson has to get over of like trying to shake off. I, mean, I know he's done a lot of great roles, or you know, uh, at least award nominating nominated roles in the last few years. But like that Twilight stigma is still something I think he still has to shake off. And hopefully, yeah, people give it a chance. I mean, I've seen, I saw Tenet on HBO. I didn't go see it on in the theaters, but um, I thought he was like really good there. Like, it was almost kind of like, um, you know, Christian Bale, when he was cast back then, people hadn't seen Equilibrium, even though you guys pushed that movie on us, and I loved it. But it's like, when you see Equilibrium, you're like, yeah, dude, he's a perfectly good Batman. He, there's a scene in Equilibrium where he literally, like, flips the switch and goes from, like, calm, or uh, he was being tortured, and he turns into a freaking calm killer. So it's like, okay, if he can do that, he could totally do Bruce Wayne and Batman. So, like, if, you see, if you've seen Tenet, it's pretty action-packed. It's pretty cerebral, in a sense, like... Even I, I mean, I'll be honest. Harold's already joked about it. I'm not the smartest dude here, but that movie confused the crap out of me. But still, I, I still haven't seen it. <laughs> okay, but it's still, but I mean, if, if it's if in, if it's an exhibit to like uh, uh, Christian Pattinson's like Christian Pattinson, wow, Robert Pattinson's like physicality and how he can maybe like come across as being like a, a detective. Like I think that was a great um, uh, audition for him, basically for for this role. So yeah, uh, looking forward to what he can pull off. The costume looks pretty solid, so I'm really happy to see that. And the Batmobile is kind of different. Like it's a freaking like rally car or it's a, car. a muscle car. It's a muscle it's car. It's a yeah. regular car. Yeah, with a with a rocket, I guess. So yeah, yeah. So it's, it's like, not like some like super. Origi- it's like the the uh, sixty six Batman. Yeah, right, right. The, the original Adam West. Like they also, if you think about it, at, and, and I know this is a point that's been made by a lot of people, at the, but don't forget that when they cast Michael Keaton to be the original Batman in the mm-hmm. original Batman movies. Yep. The movie he did right before that was Beetlejuice. Nope. Yeah. And the movie he did before that was Mr. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, this so, is the guy? Mm-hmm. And then when you watch it, like at least for me, when I was a kid, I was like, oh, he's Beetlejuice, but he's not wearing the makeup, so I don't know how he's going to be. And then I was like, pulls it off. Yeah, he was a good Bruce Wayne, so yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're not casting directors, so maybe they see something we don't. So, yep. Yeah. And um, I think we're going to be ending this uh, segment of ours uh, with Harold, because... As usual, Harold's the brains of our, <laughs> um, our our operation. At least he claims to be, and uh, he was the one that kind of gave us the you know the 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 creme de resistance. What is that word? <laughs> because <laughs> because we need, uh... I needed a way to like mix and match um, you know certain words so. You know, creme de la creme and a piece de resistance became creme de creme resistance. resistance. The piece de creme mm. is better than the piece de creme, though. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, you know, take us away or or, or finish us off. I don't know how I'm you fishing off with my cream of resistance. <laughs> That's the English version, by the way. Um, I, I, wait, wait, before I go on, I wanted to use Lewis's transition because I thought it was great. Um, so, Batman... Or the Batman is basically yeah. Which by the way, I was waiting for Lewis. Like Lewis threw it to us. I was like, oh. Oh my man. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna throw it to Lewis real quick. So. Oh, am I going? No, 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 no. Go now. Go now. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. Oh well. Speaking of origin stories, wait, no. Damn it. No, that was just up. <laughs> I said since we're getting another origin story in the Batman. Okay, wait, wait. Take two, take two, take two. Ready, ready, and go. All right. So now we're talking about the Batman's new origin story. Let's talk about. Our origin stories. I don't know. I, I should have workshopped this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, we'll. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. I feel like we'll give it. We'll give it. I feel like Chappelle's watching me now. So I'm like, we're not. We're not. Oh, sorry. Talking about that. They're watching. They're watching. But yes. 
So our origin story. So since it is uh, Filipino American History Month, Harold brought it up in our uh, in our brainstorm session that you know maybe we should talk about our own um, origin stories here. Um, to wait, how, wait. How, how we got Sh- to should point. we piss people off and just say it's Filipino American Heritage Month? Okay. Oh, wait, 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 what is it? <laughs> History. There's a difference, guys. There's a difference, guys. <laughs> Harold's chin went up. Like, no, people. People really, literally point that out to everybody. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. But like, um, yeah, it's History Month. Thank you very much. Okay. The H in Faham. It's history. 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 So yeah, so I guess in in regards to history, I think, uh, I mean, some of our listeners, some of our most uh, loyal listeners, thank you very much for listening to us, know of our history. But, you know, for the the casual listeners or for those who uh, are listening to us for the first time, welcome. Um, So yeah, I guess uh, in celebration of the month, we kind of wanted to share our origin stories in the past, the different paths that um, all three of us took to to be here. So um, I guess, uh, is that what we wanted to go for? I'll, I'll start, I guess. Uh, so you know when I was a um, young warthog, when I was a uh, when I when I was a, when I was a teenager in in Brooklyn, um, you know my uncle and my aunt like took me in because my uh, my my parents passed away, and did they make you fried rice? <laughs> Wait, we're, 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 we're talking about origin story. I just want to... Oh, you're yeah. Peter Parker? <laughs> yeah, I know. That's where I was going. Is, is that what we're talking about? Like, obviously, we didn't workshop this, this segment here because... Um, so, when we're talking about origin story, we're talking about, like, how I got here? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think so. So, um... We're, we're trying to pull at the heartstrings and make God. people like, oh... They're actually <laughs> intelligent. I know. So, there was a, um... There was a, a girl in a, a canoe... <laughs> That saw me in an island, and um, I was there for like thousands of years because I lost my my hook. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I, I don't know. Um, uh, and I apologize to everybody because this is I don't know a little personal. Um, you know. Um, I mean, we can leave details out, but I think you know our story is important. I guess yeah. in the yeah. sense like. Um, you know, as, uh, as a, in a sense, like this is our creative outlet. Like we, I can't draw, I can't sing, I can't mm-hmm. write. So like, I feel like this, uh, our, our, po- our podcast that we, we've been working on for the last few years is like, yeah, it's a little stamp of our creativity. So I think it'd be good to like, kind of put it down. Like, uh, where do we come from? Like, how are we the way that we are? And, uh, how did maybe like our, our, our immigration story kind of influence mm-hmm. our perspective and how did it turn out? Yeah. How did we turn out to be the way that we are now? And yeah. the, the, the human and, beings you know, that we are. Lewis and I always joke around, I, you know, I did come from the Philippines, um, and even back then, you know, um, I, I, in a way to kind of tie into our topic here, um, even back then, um, even though I was Filipino and I was from the Philippines, um, a lot of my things that I I thought was important, things that I wanted, were actually American of in origin. You know, whether it's you know whether it's like um, you know stuff that was brought in from by by relatives through these boxes, you know, the, the, that came from America. And just the promise of America has, has always been an, an allure to um, myself and to many people, you know. And then, uh, you know, slowly but surely, you know, American products started popping up, you know, especially when we're talking about pop culture, you know. Um, the Philippines actually, 
um, started my my craving for pop culture. You know, uh, when I all of a sudden started seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know, seeing you know how beautiful uh, New York was supposed to be with the land of pizza, and uh, you know, uh, and, and all, all of these things. So, um, you know, it's something that as a Filipino. Um, at least for my family, that was the that was the the dream to be to be able to leave the Philippines and, and yeah leave the Philippines and head to to America. And I don't know about you, Lou, but um, I was trained from the young as young as I can remember to be able to speak English just in preparation for that eventual uh, move. Even though Harold would argue that what um, I spoke was in English at that point, um, but damn it, it sounded like English to me. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, my immigration story is a little bit uh, is kind of weird because I actually tried moving over here. Um, and my, my family tried moving here once when I was 10, I think, or 11. Um, and it didn't go well because my sister didn't like I mean, she was in charge of it, and she, uh, you know, she was given the choice. Um, I, I originally was actually near Brooklyn, to be honest with you. I, we, when we first, you're in, so close. I know. Uh, we, we were, we were. We were so close to living in a sewer, and with, with exactly. The, with there the so many head. stories you could have been a part of. Bro. Exactly, dude. Um, and um, unfortunately, we decided to, or not we, but the family decided to go back home. Um, but in the nineties, uh, middle nineties, uh, you know, my mom took myself and my little brother over here to America. Uh, we went to, uh, you know, the, 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 the city of uh, Van Nuys. Um, where, the majestic city of where, where oranges and um, you know and uh, the flowers bloomed everywhere. It was amazing. Um, and uh, dude, I have to tell you, I remember going there. I, it was like, it's America. It's so beautiful. And now I pass by my old house and like, ooh, okay. <laughs> Better lock the doors. <laughs> Roll, Roll the windows, the windows up. up. Roll the windows <laughs> up. <laughs> but you know, but moving here, there was that there was that sense of. You know, like the, the, the land of milk and honey and, and everything. And it's been, an, you know, and it's, um, you know, kind of like a lot of the first generation of Filipinos out there where, you know, I'm I'm trying to figure out who I am, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's weird that, uh, you know, like I actually bought a book for my daughter. Um, she's trying to learn how to speak in uh, Tagalog right now and she's horrible at it. <laughs> it. It is it is amazing at how horrible of a father I am that I have not taught my daughter how to uh, speak Tagalog and it it's it's hilarious. So, you know, when we're talking about Filipino American history that's why you know a, a little bit a, a little bit um uh, hesitant to talk about it because as you know no matter how, sm- uh, how no matter how small or no matter how big our audiences. We technically are a you know um, a, a a public um, persona. We're we're out there that, that technically we are Filipino American um, you know podcasters. You know yes. and um, you know kind of looking looking at our history, looking at what we've learned through school and and the journey that we've been here. You know um, it's a responsibility that. Um, I don't know if we've been able to take advantage of, to be honest with you, but with uh, you know, with with October being here now, um, you know, it, the thought of maybe just maybe 
you know, uh, how can two fanboys in the Filthy Casual, you know, forge a path where we can actually incorporate that idea of who we are? I think that's that's something that we might want to consider. So um, that's enough of my rambling. Um, and then once the uh, once I was able to put the heart of Tafiti back <laughs> in, I was able to save the day. The island was happy again. <laughs> the end. Turns out it was the same bad guy. <laughs> Turns out that's yeah, radioactive spider. Um, <laughs> so I, I'll go next because um, I think I, I want to save Harold's unique story because uh, well, unique in the sense like out of the three, he's the one born here, filthy, dirty, <laughs> gross. Imagine having I'm, I'm imagine having an American birth certificate. What the hell, dude? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? You can actually print yours on like nice paper, whatever, dude. Uh, you know, <laughs> mine's well, flimsy. Cause you, you never had a brown a brown uh, a pass- passport. <laughs> oh, always blue, what bro. The hell, dude? Always blue. Whatever, man. <laughs> Imagine. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. So like, uh, I mean, we've joked about it in the his, uh, in the pre- uh, previous podcast for yes, um, I am from the Philippines, but um, and I think Dennis and I kind of shared the same experience in the sense that we were, or I, I also was thankfully exposed to a lot of American pop culture in the Philippines, and I mean, I think that's the best part about um, looking at my experience after going through um, humanities and Asian American studies in in college at CSUN is that you experiencing it for myself is one thing but then taking a step back and like looking at the macro of all of it all that the, the philippines is in, in a unique situation where um yes it was like heavily influenced by american pop culture because there was an actual movement of like uh, a western you know a western movement of like uh, america was trying to influence the stuff in the east or, or where we were while at the same time like we were still influenced by the products of, the, of japan and china and all those other places so it's it was kind of so in a sense of things like, yeah, I guess growing up in the Philippines is kind of a unique thing. And uh, yes, I too was, uh, you know, raised to speak English and all that good jazz. But I think the other part that also made it, um, the, and to bring it back to our little podcast, uh, our little pop culture experiment here is, um, so the immigrant experience for me personally was tough in, in, in a sense. So like, um, I know it, it's like a sob story of like the poor kid who, even though, yes, I was taught English, it wasn't American English. So when you came here, I was teased. I was picked on a lot. Uh, in, in middle school, and to be perfectly honest, middle school is rough as hell. Like, my son's going through right now. Thankfully, he's not on that cusp, but I can see it. I can see it in some of his classmates' eyes, and, and some of the... What I hear is that, like, yeah, it's really rough out there for middle schoolers, and um, you know, pop culture and the stories and all that stuff was a great escape. Like, I loved wrestling because of the action and the storytelling and the fact that, again, escapism. Um, comic books in the 90s was, like, my bread and butter. Like, I love going back and reading Wizard Magazine and reading... Like, even though I couldn't buy every individual comic book, like, if I read... If I saved up or I had at least five, six bucks to buy a Wizard Magazine, at least I knew where stories could be going or what's happening in, like, in the Spider-Man stories. Like, even though they were pooping on the clone saga, I was like, I still want to know about that. that. That sounds like a lot of fun. Like, so there's an escapism that I think, um, you know, stories... Uh, uh, can give uh, any young, you know, immigrant out there, so or or any immigrant story like that. So, um, and then moving forward, um, as an adult, like I'm still, I, I kind of like Dennis too. Like I have two wonderful kids, a stepson and my own son, who unfortunately don't speak a lick of Tagalog. They know when I'm mad, or they knew, of course, the, that's 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 bustos or that's a cuss word, her her. So it, it's it, I guess that's fine. But I guess unfortunately for Dennis and I, like we didn't have that privilege of having like um, 
you know, maybe a community or, or an extended family that could watch our kids to, to, to help us with that. Like we had to put our kids in daycare with American speaking uh, daycares and preschools and whatnot. I know that there's people out there that have the benefit of like having maybe media family who stayed at home and maybe they could have taught their, their kids how to speak Tagalog and whatnot. But um, it's ironic because I think both of our, not I think, I know both of our wives speak Tagalog. You and I speak Tagalog yet yeah, uh, between our three kids, like what, can they put together a full sentence in the Philippines? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they can buy like a jo- uh, a chicken joy at the at the Jollibee, but that, that's about the extent of their conversational Tagalog. But I mean, uh, that's nothing. I I can't really whine about it now. That's that's the product of uh, how we're upbringing and yeah, just being the American life. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, my immigrant story is is just that. Um, came here in the '90s. Loved what's what's been happening. Sorry, a combination of the pulp, uh, pop culture going up there and how's a like a fun reflection of, of the time back then. And I guess that's kind of why I still. Excuse me. I love a lot of that Voltron Nintendo stuff because yeah, it 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 harkens back to those early '80s or '80s and '90s stuff when yeah things were a little uh, a little bit uh, simpler and you know that's why nostalgia is a well hell of a drug I guess so yeah that's it and then I was bitten by a radioactive spider. There you go. I don't have any like uh, I don't have a a, a rat sam uh, ninja master in the sewers over because the sewers here in LA horrible. <laughs> There's a yeah. lot of rats though. Yeah, there are a lot. No oh. turtles. We already know. Turns out they do. Um, they don't do ninja. Yeah. <laughs> they don't do ninja. <laughs> um. I, okay. Mine might be long-winded because it's not my story. My story is a lot different from these guys because, like they've mentioned before, I was born in America, but the circumstances that got like my family here is still amazing to me. Like, it always fascinates me when they go back to tell exactly, not exactly how, because they've never been super specific. But my dad's dad never lived at his house in Iloilo, in the Philippines. Or he barely would visit because he was trying to make money. So my dad's dad was like an overseas worker before. Oh, okay, okay. So he went, he moved to Guam. Guam is an American um yeah, what do you call that? Uh, yeah. Offshoot? Yeah. Like Puerto Rico. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. an annex thing. Annexation of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like, um, so my grandpa would work there and he worked there as a trucker. And eventually he was like, okay, we're all moving to Guam. And uh, so, you know, you're le- technically leaving the Philippines, but we're still going to be on an, an island. So my dad moves to Guam ends up being a truck driver just like his dad but meets a ton of different people over there because it's a super small island ironically enough everybody he became really good friends with was also from his uh same province which is weird because he didn't meet two miles away from your house in Amer- in the philippines but three miles away in guam in island, yeah. you guys are now uh best friends so that's how and then my dad was like okay i'm done with this truck driving thing i can't do it and then they he sees the sign that says looking for military men, you know, uh, join the U.S. Army, because now you're, you know, you're a collie, I guess, and it's like, uh, you're part of the U.S. here, so you can be an American citizen if you join the Army, so that's stereotypical story, number Mm. one, and my dad is a military guy, so he got to America through the military, same thing with my mom, she wasn't in the military, but she is like every other other Filipino lady, where she was a nurse, (laughs) who did her nursing in the Philippines and then they saw the same thing where it's like there's an opportunity for nursing but in America and so they were like okay my mom was like uh her and a bunch of her classmates they all did the same thing from her province they moved to 
Virginia of all places. Wow. And my okay. dad was stationed in North Carolina, which is like I've mentioned before why my dad has this weird southern accent. Like why my dad sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> it's because he learned his English better in the South. And which still surprises me why my mom still has her really bad accent, but that's besides the point. So my parents met in America, which is still strange to me because they used to do those, and this sounds kind of weird, but they used to have those exchanges where like uh, they would do like dances for military men and then like any available ladies. And then they would all like super, like for Virginia to North Carolina is like an hour and a half drive. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they would, my dad, like my mom would go to the dances over there and my dad would have to drive her back to Virginia. And then... They ended up in California because my mom's uncle was here. And we should have lived in the Bay Area, but my mom was like, I don't like it up here. <laughs> so they moved to L.A. because they just opened up uh, Providence at the time, which is why me and my sister were born in Providence. And so, yeah, Burbank. <laughs> but the funny, there's still the funny thing to me is that, so my dad and my mom are now living in Burbank, California. And they're like, okay, we're going to buy a house. Arlita, California, and all my dad's siblings and their friends from Guam are like, hey, I heard you have a house in Arlita. We're going to live with you in Arlita. So before I was born and when my sister was born, there was like 15 people that lived in our house. Oh, dang. Okay. So as much as we joke about the apartments around here, sometimes uh, we were that family. <laughs> like there's lit- I have neighbors right now who they all work at Seafood City, and there's like four families back there. That was me before. So... When people are always like, I don't know how we were able to succeed here or even make it here, they always like point to my dad and be like, I can't believe you made friends with us when we were in Guam, and now we're here in America because of what you like. You were able to do all this stuff for us. So when people are like, oh, our siblings live really far away from each other. Before we were like, when I was, we were kids. The farthest any of my dad's siblings lived from us was ten minutes away. Wow. Okay. And now it's now they're all in friggin' Santa Clarita, so that's oh. kind of far. But before, everybody stayed really close together. So, like, growing up, I already had a big extended Filipino family. Technically, Guamanian or Chamorro family. But really, they're all from the same province. So, like, anything we did, like, I never really <clears throat> understood of, like, an American culture. It was always, like, there were so many Filipinos around me that I was like, uh oh, this has got to be how, like, regular people live, right? Like, everybody lives in the same house. <laughs> yeah. And then, um, our neighborhood in Arlita was very mixed. And the kids there were really brutal towards the Filipino kids. Me and my sister, because we are the only Filipinos there. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, there was a lot of lighter-skinned children. Much lighter-skinned. And they tortured the hell out of me and my sister. We would go to our cousin's neighborhood... And it was cool because they all lived in the same cul-de-sac. Everybody from Guam, they live in the same cul-de-sac, which is, I still say, is one of my biggest uh, miss-outs in the rest of our lives is that we didn't grow up right next door to everybody like they all did. But we were not too far anyways. And then my cousin was like, okay, we're going to do a debut for my birthday. I'm turning 18. And uh, they were like, okay, before we do this debut, we all have to learn these Filipino dances. So my mom was like, I learned some at school. I'll teach you guys. So we do that. Someone else teaches us some other stuff. And then all of those same people are like, hey, they're doing a Filipino dance thing for Dodger Stadium. Like you're going to perform before a Dodger game. And I was like, cool. We get to go to the Dodger game for free. 
And they're like, okay, but you have to learn a dance. And I was like, eh, I don't want to do this. <laughs> they're like, every Friday for the next four months, you're going to pr- practice here. And it was weird because it was a weird mixture of, like, the really cool kids and then some of us dorky kids. <laughs> and then I was just like, um, all right, I guess we're part of the cool kids now. And then that's when I met Dennis for the first time. I was, the, I was the cool kid. I was, <laughs> I was waiting for that. I was like... <laughs> Like the cool no. kids that wore like cross colors and stuff. No, <laughs> I, I I was the uh, I was the guy that was brought by his mom because he, uh, uh, my mom wanted me to have friends. <laughs> Don't make friends. <laughs> but you know, so this is the thing that would always trip me out is like, yeah, we did perform in front of thousands, like tens of thousands of That's people crazy, at Dodger dude, Stadium, yeah. right? But I thought that was the end. I was like, all right, we're done. We're never gonna do this again. And they go, oh, we have practice. In two weeks, and I was like, "Why? We just performed at Dodger Stadium." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, we're a dance group now." <laughs> and I was like, "I don't remember that transition, that agreement between performing at Dodger Stadium to all of a sudden we're a dance group. We're a group now." <laughs> and then I was like, "So I have to get to know these people. Like, I got to know the people my age and stuff, and like all that." And then hey, there, there were some pretty cute dude, people there. I mean, are you talking about yourself again, dude? Come on, man. <laughs> Cute no. and cool. No, <laughs> not this time. There's a, there's a lot of mirrors. <laughs> but then that's that. And I was thinking about it yesterday because uh, unfortunately one of my friend's grandmas passed away. And the, but the person was in our dance group and I'd known them for such a long time. And I was like, how did we all start hanging out and why are we still close like 20 years later? And it's like, oh, because our parents decided that we we're going to be part of a dance group and <laughs> you guys are part of it too as well. So I'm like, we had the opportunity to be like, okay, we don't have to do this. I don't know. All I knew about our culture at the time was like food and like the language because that's, that's what you're saying. Like, yeah. There's no one teaching us history in elementary school. Or even at my school is 50-50 Filipino. They still weren't teaching us anything. It was always going to be American history even in high school. And then you get to a group where you start just learning dances and it's like, there's a, such a bigger part of the Filipino history that I had no idea even existed. And it's because of the fact that our parents forced us into that, that I ended up being close to all these people for so long. And that I ended up teaching dances with Dennis here when I was a junior in high school at CSUN. To a bunch of college kids, yeah. To a bunch of college kids who, when I w- eventually went to that school, they were like, okay, he's he helped us before, so he's going to help us now. Yeah. So, so of I course never, we're going to listen to this guy. Yeah, no, yeah. You know what's funny is I never had a chance to not be in the Filipino group. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. as soon as I got there, like, well, of course, that's right. I was always predetermined yeah. that because I helped you in, when I was a high school kid that I'm going to help you while I'm in college. So I never got it. I never got the... I had the opportunity, like a freshman orientation, but I met a kid who literally on my um, orientation bus was like, are you Filipino? I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you going to join the Filipino club? And I was like... And his name was Mark J. His name was uh, Jeff Bourdais. Oh, it was. We call him Jeter. Because he looked like... He used to look like Je- uh, Derek Jeter. Did he really? Uh, did he really? Do we have any pictures? If you, like, flicked yourself in the eyeball, I'd be like, ah, okay. Uh, just because he was a little light-skinned? Because uh, yeah. he was, like, the one Filipino guy who could, like, grow facial hair. I was like, yeah, sure, Jeter. Jeter. <laughs> but you know what I would give credit, though, for is... The fact that I was in the dance group led me to uh, so many different experiences. Like, I had people from 
the Philippines that would come over and teach us uh, specific music, in, musical instruments, uh, specific dances. And then even when I went to the Philippines, like I got to stay at the dude's house that was like head of uh, dan- the National Dance Institution in the Philippines. And I stayed at his house for a week. And when you're there... Are you okay? I was, I was fine. They, they left me in my own room. <laughs> they did not touch me. <laughs> we had to imply that by the way (laughs) but like we had like our our, everybody was there like uh, it was basically like a retreat for a week and I would think that we would have like you know time off or anything any free time they'd be like hey you wanna learn to dance I'm like ah okay yeah (laughs) like hey you wanna hear this song that we're playing I'm like alright I'll play with you guys so it's like is this the thing what is that Dennis, oh, well, for those who are listening, Dennis is handed... Oh, my God. Oh, sheet music. <laughs> Good God. This is awesome, dude. What sheet music is that, dude? Sorry. I can't, this I, is I don't... cultural dancing stuff. Wow. Jesus Christ. Still pristine. I mean, it's pristine, but the uh, there's a little yellowing onto the pages, so we know it's a little uh, that, know, older. This is fantastic, man. Just so you know, that's every single dance ever thing that, they, that, that, they ever... that he ever, wow. that he ever did. That's got to be a collectible now, dude. Yeah, man. They, this is, is this like autograph. So this to is... my sweetest Dennis. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I what? did. I did need that to awesome. get a get. What a did you have to do for that? <laughs> that's a great story, though, H. I mean, like um, my college experience. I mean, I, I guess that's the, that's the that's the. I mean, I'm a product of the decisions my parents and my grandparents made. Um, unlike you guys, I grew up in Burbank. Um, small, immediate family. Um, you know, if uh, they were in Glendale or in Santa Clarita already back in the 90s. So I didn't have that, you know, that cul-de-sac experience, unfortunately. So and growing up in Burbank where, yeah, I mean, literally you can count on one hand, eh, two hands maybe on a good day, how many Filipinos were at John Muir, uh, my middle school back then. And it's the same people, ironically, if you uh, check my posts or if you know me personally, like if, if it's not you guys that I'm hanging out with, it's like literally the same group of people from high school that I hung out with still now or at least talk to excuse me, the same group of, like, brown kids that didn't belong with literally the 70% of the school. So um, college for me was, like, a great experience because, like, uh, it was a 180 or, yeah, a, to- a total uh, turn for me because I was exposed to a lot of things that we – I, I, I kind of uh, – I don't think you guys take it for granted because I, I think obviously you guys were involved in the, in, in, in the culture and whatnot. But, like, just learning about the, the background and all that good stuff. So it, it's, again, going back to what I said earlier, like, it's, it's one thing to be in the immigrant – process and whatnot but it's another to kind of take a step back and kind of realizing like what the what 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 the what the what was happening in the in the greater world that, that kind of led to the decisions and to the to the immigration uh, of our of my 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 parents and whatnot um i mean to the point where even my kids kind of want to do a what, what do you call those a 23 and me kind of thing i was like i could tell you where they came from but, but yeah maybe uh, i only know like the surface of it i mean i think my grandpa was military too but i mean i don't know how what the extent of that is I know there's a service revolver that's going to come down eventually to my kids because it's been passed down from my grandpa to my uh, my mom, who's not a gun fan, so it's my dad, so my dad's going to give it to me, blah, blah, blah. But um, so that's, that's that's it. Like uh, Unlike Harold, who can actually trace back, like, oh, my dad was here and that. So that's a great story. I mean, my wife, she can trace her, uh, you know, she was uh, like like Harold. He She also has a birth certificate you can get printed here at the Van Nuys Courthouse because uh, she was also born in St. Joe's. But um, like her parents also... Um, Moved to um, New England, hence why she's a Boston fan. Um, but yeah, so it's it's crazy how that worked out. And I mean, then how how was it growing up in? Did you say no? You were Arlita. You were Van Nuys. Van Nuys. Okay, yeah. 
um, you know, Van Nuys, Panorama City. Um, here, here's the thing, and it's something I kind of wanted to bring up. You know, um, I joked around at the very beginning of uh, this segment where we were talking about, you know, the idea of heritage versus history and everything. Um, and it's always something that I've struggled before. Uh, even when we were in college, when we started taking those Filipino, you know, Filipino American History Months or, you know, Filipino American History Months and everything. Uh, you know, I never, to be honest with you, I never felt like part of it um because there was always that sense of you know a, a revolutionary feel to it where you know they, people were so into their filipino history and their filipino heritage and i was sitting there going is, is, is that big of a deal and if it's a not a big of a deal am i are you the problem <laughs> am, am, I, am i the problem am i the whitewashed you know, it, well, you know, I don't know if that that term is 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 okay anymore. You know, but am I somebody who's who's, you know, forgotten who or what they are? You know, and over the years, that's one of the things I've come I kind of come through realization is that you no, know, we all have our own immigration stories. You know, mine, um, you know, my immigration story is a little bit different. You know, uh, mine was uh, born out of necessity. Um, where I needed to go here not because of the military, not because of, you know, um, it was an opportunity. It was my mom decided that it was time for me to, for my family, her, myself, and my brother to move over here away from, you know, from the Philippines. Um, and if people who are doing your math, wait a minute, that's only three, uh, three people, what about the rest? And that's part of the reason why I moved over here. You know, so um, when I hear people's stories, like Harold talks about, you know, his parents moving over here. Um, and mine, I've always felt that it was different. And um, it's something that um, I, not that I'm not proud of it, but it's, for me, it's a little bit more private, you know. And so when, when people talk about their, their, their history and all these things, um, you know, do I consider myself Filipino American? I do. You know, um, I'm proud of the fact that I came from the Philippines. You know, I still tear to this day when I hear what I consider to be the best national anthem in the world. You know, just because it's something that I um, that I'm so close to. But at the same time, I've been able to enjoy the opportunity that that this country has given to me. Is it perfect? Not, not 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 always but it's still who i am and still where i belong and so this is where and this is why again you know um when, when we talk about our our history filipino american history month um it is something to be proud of definitely um and it's something that i kind of tiptoe because i don't know exactly where i belong at this you know at that point so that would be me at that point you know uh you guys have brought up a point before how your children don't speak the language and you know i don't speak the language and you know what's f the biggest reason why is because my mom doesn't speak the language yeah she doesn't my mom is horrible at tagalog dude. really but yeah. she speaks Ilocano, or she speaks visayan oh visayan okay, my yeah. mom speaks visayan Bis uh, cebuano and Bohol boholano very well because she's from bohol but if she gets into a conversation with people in tagalog she does taglish she oh. doesn't know a lot of words in Tagalog. And it's painfully obvious. And this is not knocking my mom because 
back in her time and even back in my dad's time or obviously the same time but back in her time they didn't need to learn tagalog because they were always thought that they were going to be in behold for their their whole lives so they only learned the language the dialects around there and then you move to america so you have to learn english mm-hmm. so my mom's english is better than her tagalog well well it, it's I, and i and i i think i can speak for lewis as well but you know when i'm with my wife here i have no reason to speak Tagalog to that. Yeah, to unless I'm trying to keep something secret. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, and <laughs> and again, like... I blame myself. I I I I don't blame anybody, but uh, because I could could have easily done it, but I was so again I I said from the very beginning, it was so ingrained in my in my psyche that I was preparing myself to go to the Philipp- uh, to go to America. That was. You know, even though my journey was not the same route that everybody else took, but from the the moment I remember, um, you know, that that's 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 what I was taught to the point where you know, um, I had to pay, uh, you know, like um, I was one of the few kids in Don Bosco where I didn't have to pay. Uh, there was a fine at certain points when uh, during the day where you couldn't speak Tagalog, you had to speak English. And I was one of the few kids who could actually go through the day without having to speak Tagalog because of like, I, I don't know, how, like my grades, I remember my grades, my, my English was like 90s and everything. My Tagalog classes was like yeah. horrendous because I was like, I, I don't know what this word is. What is Tao? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's funny because like you're right. Like it's um, from the little that I remember. I, I mean, I was, I, I was in um, uh, Philippine school till like middle school. <clears throat> Excuse me, but like yeah, Tagalog was almost treated like an elective, like the way that here you take one span or two, three years of Spanish in high mm-hmm. school. Um, I, you know, Tagalog was a or Filipino, whatever it was called, was an elective. Like it wasn't the main thing. Like I guess if you got a C or the equivalent of it, that's fine, whatever. As long as you got A's and B's in math and English, the stuff that counts, that's what matters. And unlike you, like I, I guess, uh, you know, for us, the plan to come to here in America was not. I mean, something i should talk to my parents about but like it wasn't exactly something in the in the plans but yeah i think it's just culture back then of being colonized like we're speaking english uh we're praying a religion that was passed down from spain we're eating food that was influenced by china and japan so it's just like well that's just how the philippines are and if anything like probably your parents are from visayas or whatnot are probably the most indigenous or at least the most original how dare you (laughs) cherry's the most indigenous (laughs) (laughs) shout out to cherry ding <laughs> she's the only other one that listens to us too. Um, but so yeah, I mean, and I, I think she's her and her husband are like 100 percent of the 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 uh, diversity in their new neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> so, shout out to you guys. Did you guys know that? Have you ever heard of that free that uh, language app Duolingo? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Huh? Did you know that there's no Filipino dialects in that? I I can tell you yes because I was gonna I. I subscribed for Duolingo for like a day because I was going to do it for my daughter. And I went through the, all the options. I was like, oh, really? Okay, never mind. You know what they do have though, right? What's that? Klingon. Because Klingon is a more useful language to learn Ouch. than the language of our people. Yeah. Well, here's a uh, interesting fact for you. Um, in the company that I work for, um, we are assigned, um, like people are assigned for translations, uh, you know, so if, if anybody needs a translation for Armenian, 
for French, you know, we kind of have like an idea who it would be. Uh, I was assigned uh, the translator for Filipino. Um, and uh, guess how many times I've had to translate? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I was going to say one hand. Nope, not even one hand. <laughs> not even Both hands in the pockets. <laughs> I've never had to because no matter how horrible our, our, our Tagalog was, you know, uh, no matter how, uh, yeah, no matter how horrible our English was, um, anybody that I remember has at least a somewhat small grasp of like a, a serviceable, a, a serviceable yeah, 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 that like uh, Harold was kind of talking about. You know, I I love your mom, and I I love it every every so often when your mom tries to speak Tagalog to me. It's amazing. Because you're right, two thirds of it is in English. Dude, I'm telling you, bro. Like, so like when when we grew up, my mom would try to teach us. We and my sister and I do understand Visayan more than we do understand Tagalog. But my dad, I'm like asking my dad. I was like, how come you can speak everything? Like my dad knows like 20 di- dialects and a working knowledge of Spanish. And for some reason, a little bit of French. I think that's more ironic. And, and, and Jumanji. And Klingon. And Klingon yeah. <laughs> he paid for Duolingo to learn Klingon. Does he know Dothraki yet? Mm. <laughs> but he's like, I was like, how do you translate to, I was like, how did you talk to mom when you guys first met? And my dad was like, um, sign Ooh. language. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> Shit, Never mind. Weird. We're still doing that story. <laughs> the language of I, love. I can see Ursula now. By uh, language. Yes, that's some of that. And my dad's like a foot taller than my mom, so. Oh, yeah, God. Get screwed over yeah, the head. Is... <laughs> but, so. Thanks, I hate it. It's just, to me, like, the whole, like, backstory of everybody coming here and still ending up at least with, ending with the three of us here, like ending, and this sounds really weird, but finding each other and ending up having close relationships is based on the fact that we have similar backgrounds and similar ethnic backgrounds. And that, like, that's not a story regular Americans or, like, a lot of other immigrants know too much about. But our, I, I think for, at least for us, we're such a, like, a clustered uh, ethnicity that anytime we see any kind of other Filipino, we're always like, hey, you know, Hui. yeah, maybe maybe I can be friends with that guy based on his last name and how bad his accent is. So it's like we joke about it, but you know, any struggle that anybody has ever taken to become an American citizen, we have to appreciate, you know, the effort that they put into it. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. fortunately uh, enough for all of us that we ended up here in the uh, lowest, uh, the highest vaccinated state. Yeah. The lowest infected state in America. I know. So. I saw that tweet. Thank you for sending that. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. USA this, guys. <laughs> yeah. I Cali. I, know. <laughs> should, I, I think my favorite uh, response to that tweet is like, we should build a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, we should. Between, forget Arizona and Nevada. It's like, yeah, <laughs> dirty. Let's open up a little trench for Nevada. So yeah. A little bit. Little, little hole. <laughs> we, we have some people. Yeah, some people. <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> we, we know people over there. And then it's just still funny to me that... Like we're considered the one of the biggest, the second biggest Asian ethnicity in America, but in America, not just the, not just the state. Yeah, yeah, in, that's crazy. In all in the whole country, and yet you see like other restaurants of other ethnicities that are like way more prominent than ours. But if you go to places like Las Vegas, you so know you're like, able to still find like Filipino food, and it just you know it's kind of weirds me out. Yeah. 
but see that's a good question though dude i mean maybe that's a topic for when 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 we do dorkiest or something like that with with Kurja. but like that's you know she's talked about the affluence of like k-pop and the fact that there's a sushi restaurant in every freaking block even in like podunk wyoming there's going to be a, a chinese place right but why isn't like so like you said second most pop uh, uh or second biggest asian population here in, in the states yet we're i mean we're in the background but we're not like there like nobody's singing bts or nobody's singing like gary v songs maybe i mean it's not us right? that's not yeah that, that isn't in this room. <laughs> an album behind v right behind <laughs> you, bro. so or, or or you know nobody's like doing a pop-up karakara stand you know, or, or, or those kind of things. So, like, it, it begs the question, and maybe it is because of the fact that um, we've been so it, colonized. or the End of the month, that's what I was planning on doing. Oh, oh nice, <laughs> dude. Ooh. Pop-up karaoke stand? Or is that the name of your band? Karaoke? <laughs> <laughs> karaoke? Yes! yes. Damn it. <laughs> the best ideas come when the mics are on. Good job. Um, but I guess, I mean, I, I don't know how much more time we have left, but I think the last thing I have to say... Actually, I don't know. Too many... Too many bagoong burps. In a closed room like this, especially, no, we gotta eat we karaoke. Gotta... But the only thing you eat there is soju. And, no, not the soju because that's that's Korean. That's Korean. So, so kare kare and I don't know San, San Miguel. <laughs> yeah, Dude, exactly. Still, the the, the bagoong burps as you're as you're singing in dude. a small small enclosed room. Mm-mm. Add some longanisa and, and garlic. Oh, 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 oh dude, <laughs> I'd be hating you guys in like quick. Ooh, that sounds like a plan though. Whose birthday is coming up? Um, oh, maybe she's for Thanksgiving. France giving. <laughs> Damn it, France. <laughs> Stop influencing this our, this podcast today. Um, I guess the last thing I have to say is uh, so one of the one of the few things that wait, I do. Wait, are we holding off your question for another? Yeah, let's why, hold why, why it is? Yeah, okay. or or if you get, if you have any ideas why that is. Exactly I think that it's it's worth a conversation. Um, for another day, I think, because I think that could actually encompass oh, yeah. a whole episode. Yeah. Why not us? Mmm, I like it. Save come, for the dorkiest time. Yeah, come up with a... Maybe. Yeah. See, I'm going to type that in. <laughs> Damn it. See, I come up with ideas. Stuff, man. Yeah, t- t- tuckers. <laughs> hey, stuff. it's been, what, a year since you came up with a good idea, so... <laughs> <laughs> I just did one this morning. We're talking about it right now. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I guess. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but, like, um... I like it. Why not Yeah, us? the, um... The lack of opportunities for pop culture or just ingratiating ourselves into mainstream American culture, it just seems like a thing that is kind of weighing on a lot of people's heads. Like, um, anytime you see actors or actresses and, like, they, they don't get the role and it's because, like, oh, you're Asian but you're not Asian enough or you look Hispanic but you're not, it's, like, it kind of stings a little bit. So we are living in a world where we're never going to be any part of the majority but a lot of people know about us so i mean it's a start F- filipinos the ube of the world <laughs> now available at trader joe's <laughs> yeah exactly delicious all right um i guess that's all we got yeah you know um every so often we have a uh, serious conversations like this um and you know um, i'm hoping that you guys were able to get past our uh, our initial jokes and uh, to realize that there's actually some substance to us um and i'm hoping for those people that uh, that have stayed and and listened to us you know um uh, i hope you appreciate uh, what 
you know the, what what we we talked about. It is something that of a personal nature. Um, if you have your own uh, stories, you know, please let us know. We'd love to um, get to know you a little bit more, um, especially in, in this enough uh, journey called the Filipino American life um, and life in general. You know, um, but in terms of the two fanboys and a filthy casual, if there's anything, you know, if you liked what you listened to today, um, you can listen to us in uh, the two fanboys one casual that is our small website um, that uh, that enables you to listen to all of our old episodes. And of course, you can also reach us at... On Facebook, uh, type us in Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Join our main page, not to mention our very active and fun uh, little group page of like-minded nerds, geeks, gamers, and um, fellow um, oh yeah, uh, pop culture consumers. And then on Twitter and Instagram, Two Fanboys, One Casual. And as usual, anywhere you can find your regular podcast, we are there as well. And as you heard from us earlier, we do a lot of streaming nowadays, so you can check us out. We don't plan them out, so you just got to watch out for it. Subscribe or uh, follow us, and you'll be notified every time. Twitch.tv slash casualfanboygaming. Yes, we're confused with our own branding (laughs) as well. That's it for us today. I hope you enjoyed our episode. This is Two Fanboys and a Filthy Casual. Hopefully you tune in again next week. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Harold. Happy birthday, Dad. <laughs>